Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thanks, sissy. The state of Hawaii in the U.S. has one named serial killer, Eugene Barrett. He murdered three women from... Did he murder three women from 1959 to 1995? Or did he exist in that time frame? He murdered three women in that time period. This is less of a serial killer and more of a snail murderer. Oh, no, no, no. Well, he falls under the serial killer tag of having more than two murders. That follow the same MO and everything like that. Yes. Fair enough. So, let's get into this. 40 years of three murders. Born in Oakland, California in 1931. Jesus! Born in Oakland, California in 1931, he was the oldest of two sons. He dropped out of school in the ninth grade, to which he joined the army and fought in the Korean War. In 1955, he was dishonorably discharged because of his excessive drinking. And once again... If you've got the bingo card, excessive drinking. Mind-bending things generally lead to serial killings. Well, it doesn't lead to serial killings, but... Yeah, it does. There's, there's a neat theory, and this was on a Dahmer thing, because he became... He couldn't kill unless he was blackout drunk. Yeah, that says something about why you kill. He, and he, well, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Yeah, and... But the dude also was a Return of the Jedi stand, so you know how that goes. Yep. In 1959, Annie Phillips broke up with the Barrett. I don't know why I put the the there. You didn't put that in the script. I (laughs) just said it. In 1959, Annie Phillips broke up with Barrett. Enraged by her rejection, he headed to her home with a gun. And he even rode a bus to get there. He walked through the apartment. That's not how you spell through. Yeah, I know. Okay. He walked through the apartment, past two of her kids, into the bedroom where she was with her youngest, and then he opened fire on Phillips. Neighbors caught him and beat him until the cops came. Good for them is what I says. I says good for them. I says good for them too. At his trial, he claimed that he didn't remember the shooting because, let me guess, he was so drunk. He was drunk. (laughs) I called it. Called it. The jury believed the witness that contradicted his story. Barrett was found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment. His sentence was then reduced to 15 to 20. Ah, that's why it took so long. And was paroled when the governor, John Burns, commuted his minimum sentence to eight years in 1967. Well, I know what I'm going to talk about at the end of this. Oh, it gets better. Keep going. Barrett returned to Honolulu and married Roberta 
Avero in 1971. She would file for divorce in November 1972, stating her husband's excessive drinking as her primary reason. Let me guess, he got mad and shot her. On December 27th, Barrett went to the Hawaii hotel where Avero was staying and stabbed her multiple times with a kitchen knife. Well, he didn't shoot her. Mm -mm. He pled guilty to manslaughter, getting 10 years in prison. He was again paroled in 1976. God damn it. He spent the 80s obsessed with a neighbor in his apartment complex. Denisha Roxanne Kastner had a seven-year-old son and a history of substance abuse. However, no relationship has ever been confirmed. Only in Barrett's mind. He did tell people he was afraid he was going to harm her, though. He willingly admitted himself for psychiatric treatment. He stayed until August 1995. At this point, Kastner moved to a new apartment across the street. He couldn't have just moved a block or two down the road? Like, he couldn't? No, he, he, she he, moved. At this point, oh, Kastner moved. You're right, you're right. I apologize. That was on me. But again, just across the street. Man, my neighbor's weird. Now let's make it 100 feet instead of 5. I'm sorry, that's victim blaming and that's I not fair. I don't know why she moved or anything like oh, that. Oh no, I would have moved too. Dude probably. Oh, I would have moved too. Because yeah. if he was that up. obsessed, there had to be that, uh, remember the movie Valentine's? Yeah. The, you could be my mate, Kate. Yep. How about a date, Kate? Kate. You're scary, Gary. <sighs> On August 11th, 1995, Barrett spent the day drinking with people. He left to get more beer and on his return, saw Kastner returning to her apartment. Without a thought, he went into his apartment, retrieved his gun, walked across the street, past Kastner's son, who was playing outside, and then Kastner was shot twice in the head. Kastner's son saw Barrett leave. Then he called his father, who then called the authorities. Police would find the murder weapon near the complex. The gun had been stolen in 1989. The next day, Barrett surrendered peacefully via a hotel manager. Barrett's third murder charge led to controversy about his release. The chief of the Hawaii patrolling paroling authority, sorry. The chief of the Hawaii patrol the chief of the Hawaii Paroling Authority, Claudio Suyath, that's how you spell it, so I'm going to say it's that way, stated Barrett's record would never be paroled with contemporary... Oh, okay. The chief of the Hawaii Paroling Authority, Claudio Suyat, stated Barrett's record would never be paroled with contemporary laws. Compared to this, you know, because this was in the 90s, compared to the 70s. Where he, where he got out originally. Because you could, you could see the first one, Crime of Passion, although I... And he was charged, he was found guilty of murder the first time. Hold on, let me finish this and then we'll get on yeah. to that. Kastner's son would testify that Barrett killed his mother, making him the youngest witness to testify in a murder trial in Hawaii's history. Barrett would be sentenced to 40 years in prison. 
He would spend most of his sentence in Oklahoma. Why in Oklahoma? I don't know. Do you really think that the state of Hawaii has a freaking uh, penitentiary on it? Probably, at least one. I would assume. I would assume they'd have something more like a county jail compared to like a penitentiary. I think every state at least has... Leave it in the comments. And by that I mean, go over to Twitter and go, well, yes, Hawaii does have a penitentiary. Or doesn't. In 2003, he would be transferred back to Hawaii on November 8th. He passed away. Barrett should never have been released after killing Phillips. A plea deal should not have been given for a second killing. The criminal system failed these women. And that's exactly what I was going to say. Luckily, that's how Sam ended this script, so let's get on to that. The parole system fucking blow. He should never have been parole. period. He went from having a life imprisonment to 15 uh, to, to 15 to 50 years which then got knocked down, down to, to 8, eight years. years like again i can under uh, i don't agree with but i can at least understand the logistics of if if uh what was it uh the uh, burns if uh, uh whatever the hell his government position is governor uh, governor yeah if i understand if the governor saw, and this is the problem with a lot of pardons, where on paper, what he did was a crime of passion. Which would entail, you know, which I could, I could see, I'm not agreeing with, but I could see why if you only saw the on paper, you know, oh, well, he said he was drunk and... They just had a, you know, broke up, fight, everything like that. Eight years should be fine. But once is bad, the second time, you should never, ever, ever be on trial for murder twice. Well, not, not, not. Uh, for, di for years apart. You should not have two different decades where you're on trial for murder. Yeah, I know. They said the second one was manslaughter. Right, and it, it was a plea deal. I know, and that plea deal... The plea, a plea deal from murder... I hate plea deals. Went down, well, I like plea deals within reason. I do not like plea deals where, you, where if it's... Ba you know, for a capital offense. For a capital murder, offense. Murder is still a capital offense, right? Yeah. For a capital offense, there should not be any fucking plea deal. There shouldn't. Now, I understand plea deals of, hey, we caught you speeding. Yeah. We're going to plead that down from speeding. We're going to drop it to opening your door unsafely into traffic. I have a lot of those. Yeah, I don't. I don't get to show my cleavage off to the judge. No, I just talk to the ADA a lot. Well, I don't get to show my... I get to find the straightest cops in fucking New York. Yeah, those exist, I know. <laughs> anyways. But anyways, there's... And it's a problem that we get with every... And there's a problem with our legal system in general. Again... Now, I understand pleading I understand down light. from, you know, death. Like, in, you know, yeah, no, I totally death get, penalty... I don't think New York has death penalty. No, I, I don't actually think. Uh, I believe. I think we Texas out still has the death I thought, penalty. I think Florida does too. 
but I get, but that's a different thing. To where me, that's not that a plea from, deal. Where from, you say, all right, instead of taking you to trial for murder where we could put you to death, you plead guilty and you get life imprisonment. But that's sort of it. I don't see that as a plea deal. Well, but, it is. It I, is but still that's a plea, deal. a plea deal. That's a good plea deal. I don't like plea deals where it is murder. It looks like murder. It smells like murder. There's a way, you know, prove that it's murder, whether in the first or second degree. Well, but it's that's still exactly murder. it. It's like, how do you manslaughter, stab someone to death? Right, with a kitchen knife that you obviously brought from home. And that that's it. It's like, see, I'm, I'm going to get political. Alec Baldwin, shooting and killing... That's manslaughter. I don't think it was murder. I murder do not is think intention. Right. And there I don't was think no he... intention, so that is manslaughter. But I totally see it as manslaughter. But we also know that he's being charged with that, but we also know that he's gonna get off on he's gonna get off on it because there's so much everyone else was at fault too. Right. But I don't think manslaughter needs reasonable doubt. I it, I don't think so either. So I don't think it needs a unanimous. But I don't verdict, think it's gonna get the um the fullest extent of the law, no, as it were. he would probably not because he he, he he's not the only one that's in, at fault. Oh, that's exactly why he'll be charged with manslaughter. But I think it's going to not be thrown out, but it's going to become lesser because of it, yeah, other people were to blame. Anyways, but, but that's where I'm like, that's manslaughter. That's a clear cut case of manslaughter. Right. Manslaughter is at least this is how it was always explained to me. In layman's terms, not in, you know, technicals for obvious reasons. Manslaughter is accidental or incidental death. Right. Incidental being you can get manslaughter for driving drunk and hitting someone with your car. Vehicular manslaughter, yep. It is an accident, but you do lead. Your actions have led to another person's death. It was not unforeseeable that you get behind the wheel drunk as a skunk and you did some stupid shit. Right. It's not like you're driving down the road in a blizzard and Jason Voorhees should never be one of the people you go, well, we could probably get that down to manslaughter. Yeah. And I think that's what, because you could argue, again, a crime of passion for the first one. Yes, there was willful intent. There was premeditation to an extent. But you can still call it a crime of passion because if he was inebriated and all these emotional things, that's it's one of those cool motives, still murder. Right. But that one's at least understandable. I don't want to say understandable because that makes it sound like I'm heartless. Everything else is also proven that I'm heartless, but that's not the point. But anyways, to wrap this all up, you're right. And yes, we are wrapping this up because it's almost 15 minutes. So, yeah, the the criminal system failed two women. That doesn't include, you know, that doesn't include the, uh, you know. No, we'll say we did fail three because he, he was found on murder. Right. And because. And of, then he got out. So, you know what? You're right. Three. Totally. So criminal justice system failed them. But he, had, you know. I mean, yeah, he is a scumbag anyways. Right. And he's no longer here on earth. So. He is a scumbag who's murdered three people. Yep. And it's, but the failing is, as it is in like 
secretly the subplot of our entire show is almost all cops are bastards. <laughs> I say almost. You, sometimes, the, sometimes they just aren't, you know, as on the balls that we would like them to be. And with that, let's go see what next cop failed. I'm AJ Carey. And I'm Sam Rossi. Laters. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.